Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Today I have Eric Chan with me, and Eric is the head of global partnerships at Chartsby, based out of California. Um, warm welcome, Eric. Could you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Eric Chan. Uh, as Elias mentioned, responsible for partnerships at Chargebee. Uh, what that looks after is uh, our technology partnerships, uh, such as Salesforce, HubSpot, NetSuite, uh, and, and several others. And then also responsible for our uh, PSP or payment service provider partnerships, such as Visa, PayPal, Stripe, uh, Adyen. Uh, then I also look after our solution partners, which includes uh, marketing agencies, system integrators, and accounting firms. Okay, and what do you? What does Charge B do? Because you're connecting those partnerships, you're connecting e-commerce party, payment service providers, um, automation platforms, uh, CRM. So, what is it exactly that Charge B does? The Charge B is a is a SaaS company that provides anyone who has a subscription or subscription-like membership business uh, with the ability to set up your subscription plans, uh, actually send them to the customers, and then also connect with one of the payment providers that we support and integrate with to collect payment. After that, it's uh, being able to move and provide access to the, the subscription information to the various different systems, such as the CRM uh, and accounting ERP. Cool. So how does that help marketers in companies? Sure. So, yeah. So if you're, if you're a marketer, uh, we, we have this phrase that we talk about, which is being able to support the lead to ledger. Uh, so, as an example, plugging into uh, MarTech stacks such as ActiveCampaign, Clavio, MailChimp, uh, and, and CRMs like Salesforce and HubSpot, as, as an example. So once the lead comes in to uh, your system, you have your processes to uh, either disqualify them or push them through the funnel. Once they become a customer, uh, the CRM basically will send an event to the ChargeB system, which will then allow uh, your, your stack to basically start provisioning um, access, provisioning services, or uh, send a physical good or service to, uh, to the customer. Does it, um, when I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here, but this data that you're providing is the actual invoiced data, right? So when, um, and that's something that is a lot, that's missing a lot um, when you're talking about visualization of ROI for marketers. Um, and marketers, we, we, we recently had a revenue series on revenue marketing. Um, in, in, in that series, we also found out that that data is missing in a lot of times. Right. So if you want to have a complete view on your ROI, you need to know from the first touch point up to the invoice what the customer journey looks like. 
um, and how much was invoiced in the end to be able to determine your ROI. So is that something you help with? Absolutely. Uh, so marketers can't cannot purely think about uh, amplification, influence, and acquisition anymore. They really need to consider uh, what happens after the sale. So this is where they need to be a material actor in this idea of revenue operations. Um, so our, our concept around revenue operations is the process of working on both acquiring and retaining customers in a scalable manner. Uh, the organization should have the strategic alignment across the various revenue driving functions. So sales, marketing, operations, customer success, and finance. Uh, by having this <clears throat> focus on revenue operations, you actually um, start to have the different departments look at uh, new problems, which is sustenance, uh, retaining you know, revenue that's brought in uh, through, through these customers, growth strategies. So how can you find revenue channels to either upsell or expand? So sometimes we talk about uh, net revenue re re uh, retention. Uh, and then lastly, customer experience, right? Uh, we view uh, sending uh, invoices and bills to the customer on behalf of the merchant as a customer experience problem, right? If you think about uh, something that you pay every month, let's, let's say whether it be a utility bill or your mobile bill, the more accurate and more reliably I can deliver that to you. And uh, let's say it's a fixed amount every month. Um, and I make it very easy for you to just click once and pay. That isn't customer experience where we're trying to reduce the friction uh, and, and make the customer satisfied that month in, month out, they're getting a reliably uh, predictable amount uh, that they're being charged. And so that's how we think about all of this uh, in and around revenue operations. Nice. So I love that phrase, lead to ledger. I, this is the first time I've heard it. So it's, I'm, I'm going to use that phrase uh, with, the, with your permission, of course. Um, that's great. So <laughs> I love that. I love that phrase. So um, I'd, I'd like to elaborate a little more on that. that that's a visibility of ROI and getting that transparent. Um, do you have experience or do you help marketers as well with visualizing that ROI, like in dashboards or whatsoever? Sure. So we, we have um, two options. One is our, our product has um, a visualization or a dashboard that can be set up called Revenue Story. And what that lists are uh, a, a myriad of KPIs and metrics uh, and statistics to really be able to understand the health of your business. So whether that's um, cohort analysis based on subscription plan, um, you could potentially tie that to, uh, you know, the, the type of customer that's coming in, potentially even where they came in from a campaign. The alternative could be is that we make our APIs fairly open and so being able to um, take the subscription information and information about the customer and exporting it to um, a BI tool or a visualization tool. So Tableau is an option, uh, Segment could be an option, 
uh, barometrics, uh, mm -hmm. any of these sort of things where um, marketers, you know, need a, a dashboard or maybe even an executive dashboard to to understand, you know, how things are flowing in and flowing out. Seems it, it to me, it seems like uh, something you can't live without if you're a SaaS company. Uh, so uh, that's probably also why you're voted number one by the uh, by G two for the best of uh, list on of, of best finance products for this year. Um, that fact, you know, mean to me means that you've done something right in your own marketing. So could you share a little about your own marketing efforts? What does your own MarTech stack look like? <laughs> Great question. Um, you know, I, I think um, we are, I wouldn't say typical, but we, we have that mentality where SaaS companies tend to consume quite a bit of SaaS products. Um, and, and we definitely are in that same boat where we're willing to consume or try, you know, pieces of software um, quickly to try to see if that can enable us. Mm -hmm. um, and then the ones that don't, we, we kind of switch them out. So I think there's, there's a number of tools uh, in that we're, we're using, you know, whether it be uh, things like Zoom Info for, um, you know, lead enhancements. Obviously, we have um, some core CRM tools uh, that, we're, that we're leveraging. Uh, and then there's just a bunch of other, I think, little add-ons here and there to some of these tools um, uh, that we're employing. Last but not least, uh, I think it's, it's maybe not necessarily a MarTech stack, but more of a, more of a philosophical thing. Um, our marketing team has done a great job of trying to tell stories mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, really humanize how we're helping people. And so a lot of the uh, things that we publish are really talking about what is the specific thing that we're helping that person in their job be able to accomplish. And I think that's important, right? Rather than uh, marketing tech products tends to sometimes be about feature benefit, feature benefit, right? Um, and, and really trying to set ourselves apart by talking about how we're helping people grow their business, helping people in their job, uh, et cetera. Okay. So when I'm looking at your website and the scripts you're running, um, there are some products in your MarTech stacks that uh, draw my attention. Um, is a drift is uh, the chatbot that you're using on the website? Do you, how actively do you use that, and what kind of success do you see with uh, conversational marketing? It's a, it's a great question. So yes, we um, we we use drift quite extensively, um, especially if we're trying to have uh, demand gen campaigns. Uh, it, it's a great way to uh, quickly assess and understand the level of interest. Uh, we tie that with, uh, you know, seeing what type of traffic or what type of pages they're going to, and then being able to use all that information, again, to try to drive a more tailored approach to um, understanding what, what they need, whether it be they're looking at pricing, whether they're looking at specific features, maybe they're even viewing like a, a short product demo or a feature demo, um, and then being able to turn that into a more intelligent conversation about how to guide them 
um, in the path to purchase. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So um, I just uh, mentioned that you're the number one finance product or list of best finance products for uh, 2021 on G2. Um, G2 for our listeners, like the, the marketing or the software comparison website from a user perspective also is a lead gen machine on the other hand, right? So if you're a company um, on that website, you, you, it's, it's a way to promote yourself, to use it as a lead generation tool or whatsoever. Do you uh, use G2 in that, in, that um, uh, in your marketing as well? Or is it something you're just listed on or are you actively using the reviews? Because I think review marketing is a big and uh, a big thing. It's successful usually for a lot of companies. So can you share something about how you're using G2? Sure. So we, we definitely um, have been putting quite a bit of effort around G2. Uh, we definitely use the reviews to not only demonstrate um, the success uh, that customers are experiencing with our product, talking about certain features. Um, and we use it as, as a way to um, really show that it's, it's not just uh, explicitly about what an analyst might think. Um, but it's actual real users, again, humanizing it and, and trying to solve uh, people's problems in their in their day-to-day job or, or what their projects are to achieve a, a new level of success using our software. Okay, okay. And um, do you actively and uh, activate customers or uh, maybe reward them for uh, reviewing you on uh, G2? Or is that something that has grown over time? I think that's mostly been growing over time. Uh, obviously, uh, a reward doesn't hurt, but I, I think it's mostly been, uh, you know, organic. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Other 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 parts of your Martech stack that you would like to point out to the listeners? Sure. Uh, so our recent announcement a few weeks ago with uh, Big Commerce. Um, and that's that's something that's uh, a, not necessarily a, a new thing. We've just uh, now decided to really invest in that segment. Um, so if you think about big commerce, right, uh, online merchants who are engaging in transactional commerce, uh, and uh, what a lot of uh, e-commerce companies are looking at is how can they rapidly adopt and shift to subscription commerce um, and specifically how they could uh, potentially add new lines of business either as a supplement. So think about uh, replenishment, right? You you have uh, diapers delivered uh, to your door or maybe pet food. Um, But the other way that a lot of these companies are looking at is new ways of packaging. So you can think about um, curation of let's say a uh, subscription box that maybe these companies have access to, right? They have uh, thousands of products in their catalog. Now they can curate it as a way to package a new uh, revenue line for them Mm -hmm. or um, membership, right? So you you think of Amazon Prime, you pay uh, an annual fee and they give you perks or access to other benefits that uh, may not have been available uh, before or they want to go into other maybe services rather than uh, hard products. 
Okay, so that all has started with companies like the Dollar Shave Club, of course, uh, that have had this uh, subscription model in which you get like these products sent to your doormat like monthly or weekly or whatsoever. Um, yeah, this this even extends into uh, what we're seeing, for example, with uh, grocery stores, mm -hmm. right? So grocery stores, obviously, you go into the store, you buy. Um, a lot of them obviously now are able to uh, pick your products online and then you know, you either go to the store and, and pick it up or um, they can have it delivered to you. And so they're looking at subscription in terms of maybe a um, paid membership model. So rather than just being loyalty for coming to our store and getting points, it's actually paying $99 uh, a month or sorry, dollars a year. And let's say getting... Um, you know, getting expedited shipping to your home for your groceries, or uh, maybe when you go into the, the bakery part of the store, um, you can always get a, a discount um, and things like that as a way to, again, generate another revenue line of business for, um, for a grocery store. So and this is a new thing for a lot of e-commerce merchants, right? Because they're used to those transactional models in which they sell something and we have, have to reactivate a customer again to repurchase something. How does this impact their business? This whole movement of going, let's say this subscription uh, model movement. So, so as I mentioned uh, earlier around revenue operations, it, it really gets them to think about, uh, you know, sustaining the, uh, the revenue that's being brought in and also growth. So, right, it, a membership is only as good as how many members you have. Um, and how do I find ways of driving uh, value each and every month? Uh, since uh, we believe that based on this subscription model, you know, you are earning uh, the trust and you're earning that revenue um, every single time that you're asking uh, your customer to pay. And so it's a very different mindset than just trying to get them in the door, uh, presenting them hopefully a bundle of items, and they get to choose either you know one, many, or all of them, uh, and then great, you you now have to uh, you know focus on getting either the same customer or the the next set. And so with subscription, it's about every single month you're coming back to me. We're hopefully delivering on a promise and a value proposition um, that again earns your business. Okay, and that's that's a completely different way of approaching the market than they they probably used to. Um, specifically, uh, uh, let's say this has an impact on uh, monthly RRR because that that should probably uh, the the MRR wasn't let's say a focus before. It should be a focus now, um, and uh, this is something you you uh, also help those e-commerce uh, shop owners with. So that's that's a great. Let's say thing that you pointed that out. Um, I think we have almost come to the end of the interview. Before before I conclude the interview, I'd like to ask you if there's something we have missed or that you would like to share, uh, because you woke up early for us. It's it's five thirty uh, at the time of recording in California. Over here, it's uh, it's it's all it's afternoon. But you know, if there's something you would like to share, maybe you have, let's say, right. Uh, <laughs> let's say woken up this morning very early and you wanted to share something. So um, go ahead. Sure. So I would say that, um, you know, 
we we have many many um, different types of customers who are using uh, our software. Um, some of them are actually in the Martech space, uh, and they're using it because um, companies are looking at these marketing services and and trying to sell it as a monthly subscription. Um, so, for example, we have a customer that um, helps brands uh, with seller tools on the Amazon platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an example where they're they're looking at uh, what are your competitors pricing your product at? What are some of the the um, features that they're tacking onto it? Uh, you know, maybe example for available for shipping in Prime. Uh, maybe how do you enhance your placement um, and, and all those sort of things? So. You know, it's it's a very flexible platform that uh, marketers can can use. Um, and then I'll switch over to um, something that's also quite interesting is that because we have such a diverse set of uh, customers using our software, we're actually starting to look at macro trends. So, for example, if we divide our customers into the different verticals they serve, we actually start to look at some interesting statistics of how certain um, sectors of, of businesses are doing. So for example, you know, given, given that we're still um, in this pandemic, um, hopefully leading to a recovery shortly, um, you know, we can see the trends that are happening um, for people adopting subscription as it relates to, let's say, health and wellness. So for example, uh, gym, you know, gym membership. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like, let's say, travel or hospitality that are using membership. Um, and then obviously you have things that have switched to a more uh, digital online service, such as e-learning, business communication, uh, and um, streaming services. And so I think that what, what's interesting about that is we're almost um, you know, noticing the reflection of the economy um, based on more and more of these companies choosing subscription and, and picking charge me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Eric, thank you very much for being on the marketing technology podcast. I'll share your uh, LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Uh, of course, I will also uh, put in the charge me website there for listeners to find your contact details and, and website easily. Um, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Elias. Thanks for listening to this episode of the marketing technology podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.